This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Five... Four, three, two, one. At least you got to see us back in the football league doing what we do best. Oh God, not another week of this. Hello and welcome to the Scarborough Award, a podcast that mourns the loss of that high-intensity pressing game of a few months ago. And this week's all about the unspoken rules of football, like coming back to bite us. You can't book a keeper for time wasting before the 87th minute. Man United never explained to Luke Shaw why they don't sell any pictures of him in the club shop. And of course, the opposition's marquee signing of a striker who hasn't scored in open play this season will always break his duck against us. Well, we okay. Joining me to talk things through, it is, of course, the award-nominated Russ Johnson. Russ, you all right, mate? I'm okay, mate. Yeah, thank you. And of course, you're also award-nominated too. Aren't I you? shouldn't be, though. I, I, we're taking, I'm just accepting that I shouldn't be now. And then if you get an award, we can share it then. I've been all <laughs> humble and magnanimous to start with. <laughs> so no, no, if you get an award, you've got no choice but to be like, this is for Nick. <laughs> so is that your intro done then? Are you are you I've, yeah, I've got a terrible cough. I know we've not been together for a couple of weeks, Russ, but come on. Still got a... Deck doesn't do that to Ant on Saturday Night Take Play. He doesn't just turn to him and go, oh, is that your intro done, man? I know, but I don't think Deck spent more than three weeks away from him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so tonight, uh, we're going to talk about the Wimbledon win, which seems an absolute age ago now, a couple of weeks ago, well, a week and a half ago. Crawley defeat last night. Uh, we'll talk a bit about the Tranmere postponement, I guess a bit about that. Uh, we'll look ahead to Harrogate on Saturday. We'll talk about Challoner 
and maybe any perceived pressure that he might be under. We'll get into all that. Um, and we'll talk about refereeing because we have our guest with us, uh, debut on the podcast. It's Dave Philbin. People will know you from Twitter, won't they? Everyone's probably had an argument with you, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. Award-winning Dave Philbin will have it tonight, as we're all award nominations tonight, I believe. Okay, what are you what, what are you award nominated for? Prize knobhead on Twitter, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Strong competition, that though. Bloody hell. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll put myself top ten. I'm not top three. Nowhere near. <laughs> Uh, but, but this could be this could be your night though. You know, you, you could by the end of this, your follower count could go either up drastically up or down, and <laughs> you could have like elevated yourself. Anything can happen on here. We're Anything the star makers, aren't we? <laughs> star makers, star crushers. <laughs> we had we had we had Chris Ridgeway on here, and and now look, he's interviewing boxers and stuff now. This is true. He, he came on, fully embraced the experience, and now he's a better broadcaster for it. Yeah. Yeah, true. We had Chris Warburton on, and now he's a Five Live presenter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nihal messaged us. I know. Yeah, now, now, okay. and now, and now he's got a book out. Yeah, and he was on. He was on Sunday brunch and everything. He's just. We're just. Yeah, anyone can go on Sunday brunch. It's just idiots lying about gin. Hate <laughs> <laughs> that program with a passion. <laughs> um, we've also got another guest with us. Um, he's waiting in the green room. He also is or used to be a ref and we'll talk we'll, we'll get that out of him probably a uh, friend of the show it's mark brockbank so let's get him out and let's start talking about about the county hey up mark evening team how are we good evening do you know what? It's so, so nice to have two guests on that know what they're doing from a technical perspective so we can hear you and we can see you because sometimes it's a right nightmare, isn't it, Nick? Should we name and shame some of the people who were surprisingly bad with the tech? What, Ryan? Ryan oh, was I'm really glad you bad. said it was Ryan. I was <laughs> yeah. He was messaging me before. How do I get on this? Send me a link. Uh, click on it then, Ryan. <laughs> so when Ryan's arguing with people on Twitter, is it you, is it you running his account for him? Does, does he have to like text the tweets to you? He does a tweet and then does a screenshot of the tweet that he's tagged me in. I've already been notified about on Twitter. Brilliant. Yeah, he, he genuinely does that. He genuinely does it. Keeps <laughs> <Is> you honest. <laughs> Um, before we start, just to say, please do like the video, subscribe and rate on any podcast player you are listening to. That really does help us, especially on Apple, iTunes. I think they're calling it these days. Uh, if you can leave us a review and a star rating, that would be really, really cool. Okay. I've the like button if that helps. That does help. Yeah, we're on 11. We're on to 14 help, yeah. likes. 14 likes now. It's shooting up. So that's pretty good. Uh, Shall we start off then with the Wimbledon win? Uh, from a couple of weeks ago, we'll like just stay on that for the next hour and then call say, it an hour. Particularly yeah? the first 45 minutes, let's talk about that for about an hour and then, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, it was that long ago. I don't actually remember much apart from Horse Falls header. Um, the stats are pretty good though. I mean, we had more possession, peppered the goal, um, they didn't really have much by way of attacks. It felt like a comfortable afternoon, but without like setting the world on fire. We put a lot of crosses in. There was a lot of crosses. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very been even better one, had we not have got rid of a big lad to head them all in the day before. The big lad who missed a penalty in the 95th minute last night. He did, didn't he? To equalise yeah. Agent Quigley on the case. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, against our relegation rivals. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think we're good in relegation rivals early. Yeah, I think we're really good. Like Mark said, first 45 minutes, great. And I think ever since the Barrow game, Leicester included, we've showed that we can be a force at home. Just the aways that are, that are doing yeah. at the moment um, and not putting the ball in the back of the net. Three and a half time against Wimbledon, it would have been dream landing. Could have gone on for more, but at 1-0, it's always a worry that it's going to concede and we nearly could have if the ref was good. So let's talk about You're the ref, refs. I was going to say, you no, it's in our, in our, in our defence this time. <laughs> So is is there a is there a school of thought that okay be, imagine that last night didn't happen the Crawley match right just imagine it didn't happen is there oh, a school I of thought been... that <laughs> is there a school of thought that someone's going to get it at some point because I I always felt there was someone was going to get it before the Wimbledon match the way it's going I think there was but uh, not not seen it yet have we. That first 45 against Wimbledon looked like it might happen, and then mm. it didn't. And then we ungone, and like Dave says, a refereeing decision in our favour, and we get away with three points. Imagine how distraught would be now if that had turned into a 1-1. Um, penalty yeah. decision was one of them as well. Like everyone, I looked around me, and everyone's got like the hands on the head, just like, oh, yeah. no. Uh, and then you look up, you're like, oh, he's not giving it. He must be mental. He's in the same spot really as that handball in the Leicester game. wonder if that's a blind spot. The liner can't see it because the post in the way. The ref, obviously, is blind as well. So we need to do that more often in that area. <laughs> so I actually your... think, though... Go on, Russ, sorry. I was going to say, in your referee opinions, referees' opinions, did, would you have given that? Dave's a better ref than me. I've not ref for 10 time. years. You must be better now. I won an award in the league once for referee of the year, and you were in the league that year. So yeah, maybe I am. There you go. Then. Um, <laughs> it's all about awards um, today. Wish I had a red card with me so now. I, I am award winning too. Just so we're getting that in. Yeah, <laughs> I was East Cheshire Sunday League foot referee of the year, something like man, probably about 2002 or something like that. I think so. I'm claiming it. Yeah, going for it. If we're going for awards, I, I was voted most likely to do a mediocre podcast about a Division Four football team. So, <laughs> so we're all living up to. Uh, you know, that's what my careers officer said I should do. Don't don't bother with the proper. Yeah, but it started out as a National League North football team, so the award has increased its value, hasn't it, Nick? So no. yeah, we started yeah. just like that. Seven years later, <laughs> here yeah. we are. Just like on the that. up, flying on the up, yeah, and, and until until thirtieth of July, and then it just all hits yeah. a wall. Yeah. Now I think um, from going back to the referee, the penalty decision. Yeah, I think I'd have probably given it, but only if you see it, you know. And he didn't see it. I thought he was actually very decent. Other than that, that yeah. ref, I know, mm. I know, obviously he was a bit lenient a lot, on that a long one. Time, I thought it was yeah. excellent. Um, Going back even further, I think the ref against Swindon was quite decent as well. So with that, you know, maybe, just maybe, there is a slight improvement in officials. Uh, don't quote me on that in a month's time when we've had a ruck of shit decisions, though, and things. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember now because the ref, uh, the ref had a did he did his dad used to ref back in the day as well. Yeah. Um, and he was good, wasn't he? he let he let he let everything he let a lot go. He, he he kept the game flowing. The tackles were flying in, and he was he was you know not not falling for any of the shenanigans. He was pretty good, wasn't he? All by all accounts. I remembered his dad being good though as well, but 
from a glance on Twitter, I'm very much in the minority. But I always, as a kid, I always thought his dad was one of the best refs I saw. But I also, I also thought Uriah Rennie was very good, which is apparently a rare opinion. He's, he was I, probably very good because we were because we were very good when we when he was refing us. I was hey, thought man. he was the only one who gave Ke- Big Kev a fair chance as well. Uriah yeah. Rennie, he never used yeah. to like pull him to pieces for smashing people from. Yeah, with elbows and things, he'd just give him mm. a bit of a free run. So that, I, I, I agree with you there, Nick, on your eye, Remy. Yeah, I was always, uh, and he kept up with play because he was super fit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was no Pierre Luigi Colina, but who was? Who was? Yeah, Luigi Colina. The first referee to ever be on the cover of a, one of the main football video games. He was on. He was on the cover of one of the Pro Evo games. The only time it's not been a footballer. It's, they should just pick one of our fans every year to do it. I'd, I'd buy FIFA if you were on the cover, Dave. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, comments are coming in. Neil Deakin writes, the ref was very poor second half because Wooten was constantly having arms wrapped around him and his shirt pulled. Um, yeah, but I, I think he'd set a precedent first half in that he wasn't giving anything like that. He was just going to let the rough and tumble go on and therefore yeah. that carried on. That That's my opinion, obviously. But I, the one thing I hate when I watch County especially is referees who just have to pull up every little thing, you know, almost blow the whistle and then decide which way they go in with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah maybe it's this supposed new directive, but I think, I think we've seen a little bit more of uh, games flowing this season, I would say. So that's enough about refs because it's boring. What about the actual football <laughs> uh, <laughs> and actual footballers that we've got? I mean, who were the standout players at the Wimbledon match? Hussey. I thought what was, was that? I thought Wotton was great. Wotton and Hussey were the main main two for me. Yeah. Camps was outstanding was against uh, Wimbledon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's just been seven, seven or eight out of ten minimum every game he's played. Camps has been great. But maybe not last night, as we'll no doubt come on to. Yeah, that's that's the Maybe issue. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think it, I don't think anyone's coming out of last night cover, covering I think themselves. Depending on who uh, on who camps plays with, he's sometimes too good. So he's thinking one step ahead, and if he's not got, I don't know, a Crowsdale or a Sarsabic there, who are not thinking on the same page as him, he becomes almost too good and sometimes ineffective. Not ineffective because he's absolutely quality, but not being used to the best of of his ability. I don't think. Yeah, I agree with that. A couple a couple of podcasts ago, last time we were together, I think Nick probably a few weeks ago now. Um, I think we were saying that Sarsavik is the same. He was, he had, you know, he had, he had his head up and he was looking for passes that the players weren't running he's for. When he's he, got he one coming short rather than someone getting behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, Hussey had a great, had a great one. Not so much last night and we'll come to that. Um, I thought Camps, Camps has been really, really good this season for me. Um, just can't wait for him to be unlocked, so to speak. I think that we saw glimpses, didn't we, in that Wimbledon game of how good Wotton can be. Yeah. Um, and I was looking forward to seeing him again last night, but he just, again, we'll get into that, but he wasn't being brought into the game. But he showed, you know, on, with back to goal, he can find a shot from there. He'll pop it off out wide. He can do loads of stuff. So The Wimbledon game, there was some, some unbelievable bits of play from Wotton where he's held the ball up. His first touch has taken it sort of into a, an available space and things and just, yeah, really intelligent play. Um I'd say Camp thought it was uh, excellent um, against Wimbledon. I'm trying to remember. Um, Hussey, yeah, as you say, and obviously 
absolutely nailed that free kick last night. But uh, that's yeah. later. Yeah. I think what was interesting Not- about the Wimbledon as well before the game in the uh, in the concourse, everyone was looking at the lineup, thinking, "What on earth has he done here?" And it was seen to have been the best performance of the season. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was a shock to see. Another not many people, up. not many people spotted that we played with a back four for both that game either. There were still mm. comments afterwards about when yeah. are we going to play with a back four, and it was like we just have done for seventy minutes. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, it was uh, very noticeable. Uh, even Joe Lewis was playing right back after Southern Males went off, wasn't he? Um, he was playing as like a makeshift right back in the last few minutes. So. Which made the changes last night all the more surprising. You would have thought it'd just be for Crawley. You'd have thought it'd be the same same team as Wimbledon, but with Brown in for the injured Southern Hales. And you think that would take care of it. So that's why it was quite surprising to see the lineup last night. I don't think anyone's getting eleven out of eleven on the fan hub predictor anyway. For starters, I'm having to pay for my pints again now. Bloody barbaric. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got to pay for my pint of Madri and pretend I'm better than everyone else because I'm drinking Madri. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare, it's a bloody tightrope, lads. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just on Madri, it's, it's it's no better or worse than anything else, is it? I, I don't know. I, I'm convinced that it's only popular because there's a guy with a flat cap on the front. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the marketing because it's brewed over here. Is it? It's just yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even a continental lager like it, but. But obviously, some English brewery has decided they want a, a share of the European lager market. And have fair play to them, the marketing's done the job for them. There's all sorts of people paying £7.50 for a pint of something that doesn't taste any better than other stuff. Yeah. But people, fools and their money are soon parted, Russell. This is true. This is true. Very wise. Very wise. Thanks, <laughs> Award nominated. Award nominated, <laughs> wise man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe we should maybe we should talk about that just briefly. Now we are nominated. Um, well, we nominated ourselves. I don't. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why we're saying no, we're nominated. Well, people still had to nominate us on top of that, didn't they, to get us into the final few? Yeah. Why are we in the final? I'm not. I I don't know. I, I hope we are. Well, that's it. So we nominated ourselves. Although, loads although of people I set those twelve email accounts up for nothing. <laughs> Uh, so that's for the Football Content Awards, which is being held in Manchester this year. So we're going to go along to that, aren't we? Assuming we're in the yeah. final. Because um, yeah, we're in it. It would be weird if not, wouldn't it? Like well, we're in a... West. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> we're in a, obviously in a bigger pond now, aren't we? Because we're in the Football League podcast of the year and not non-league. Yeah. So no, I feel, We should be able to straddle both. If, what, for one year? Just have a, an overlap one year. Yeah, yeah. Should, be, should be known for both. Like, like, like how when when Arctic Monkeys first won the Brit Award, they, they won like I think they won like best newcomer and like best band in the same year. I think because the rise was that meteoric, and I'll tell you more about that rise later on, Russell. There's something, okay. something I'm doing. Yeah, I forgot to put it in the admin. It's not as important as the other admin, but crack on. I'll look, look forward to that. Look forward to that. Um. So that's the Wimbledon game. Anything more about the Wimbledon game in terms of players, in terms of the result, the performance? Anything more that sticks out for you before we move on to um, the timeline towards Crawley? I desperately want to cling on to this Wimbledon life raft and just keep it going as long as I could. But the <laughs> reality of it is, like, even, even the last half hour was a bit... Ooh. yeah, It's still a bit nervy, even, even, even though they weren't... 
I mean, it's not like we were creating loads of clear-cut chances, but they weren't creating anything either. But there was just that slight thing of, well, they could easily get a penalty or a set-piece or something, and then obviously very nearly did. But yeah, yeah, not a lot of ambition from Wimbledon. Very Colchester again, I, th- I thought. Just they weren't as good as I thought they season. might be, Wimbledon. No, um, same. Yeah, I think we played, probably most teams have been better than them yeah. and that we've come across, maybe the exception of last night, sadly. Well, it were that they changed ends. The sun wasn't out. Their fans were behind that net. And they decided to switch ends before kickoff. Worked in See, our favour, had... didn't it? It did, yeah. Yeah, it didn't, yeah. But I've, I've had a theory about this for a while, but it might have fallen down now. Because it tends to be teams that have got a couple of ex-county players in the side that will try and turn us around. So Curzon Ashton used to try and turn us around quite often. Same with Altrincham and Staley Bridge and stuff. But I don't think Wimbledon do have any ex-county players in. So I suppose it's just common sense. So right, if you go to any ground, they're going to want to shoot towards... There. That's why we need county fans in the railway end as well. Yes, that is very true. Yeah. When that gets built up, if that gets built up, that's going to be that's going to knock that on the head, isn't it? This turning yeah. us around. Can't wait for that. I hate it when they turn us around. Really do. Yeah, and then, and then you get the little boo. People, a few people boo as well. Yeah. And then there's this school of thought that it's not good for the players hearing hearing booing like that early in the game. It's like, well, it's obviously not at them. No, but when it happens, the people there's a lot of people who do really, really whinge about it. So, oh no, no, game's not even started yet, and we're already booing. Like, yeah, but we're clearly booing the changing ends. Yeah, I don't enjoy it as much if I'm having to squint over towards the railway end for the second half. Yeah, that's it. Because you take you take my glasses off me. A lot, a lot of uh, viewers don't know this, but before every game, Russ comes up to my seat and takes my glasses off me and says, "Well, you're an award-winning podcaster, mate." So, well, sorry, award nominated. Let's not talk about <laughs> award nominated podcaster. You don't let, let's hamstring you a bit. Let's uh, take your glasses off for watch the game. So it's it's very tough having to squint for that second forty five minutes, especially when the sun starts going down as well. It hurts your eyes. It gives yeah. me stress headache. <laughs> wow. Neil, 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 Deacon, Neil Deacon again. He's, he's going to get on a few times, Neil Deacon. It shouldn't matter. Well, no, it doesn't from a player's perspective, I wouldn't have thought. But from a fan's perspective, I just like yeah. it. I just like us to be shooting towards us in the second half. Think of me and my tiny eyes. What's someone think of me and my tiny <laughs> eyes for once? No, it's all three of you wearing glasses, aren't you? I feel like I feel like in the minority here. Yeah, not bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make Jordi Hart says, yeah, the little boo, and then the little boo gets booed by the people who don't like the little boo. This is so, true. So it gets to the stage where you got like six thousand people booing all at each other. Oh, you love to see it. I love I love grown men making a holy show of themselves. It's my favourite thing about football. Here's a fun fact: Jordi Hart lives on the next show down from me. Oh, oh see him he'll be up for sale now. <laughs> I don't know where I am, do they? He, know, he knows. And there's your podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm the only person to have not been immortalised in a podcast title, which, considering I I come up with them, is quite humble. Well, just I think. Do we... <laughs> there you go with the humble, and <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's why I'm award nominated. Award-winning humbleness, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You are extraordinarily humble. Yeah, I'll give you that. 
Um, moving on. So from the Wimbledon match, we had to wait another six days to our next match, which was Tranmere away. Um, I think we'd sold the sixteen hundred, had we? And we were did, did pretty, we ask pretty them much. All? I think there was like single figures left in the of the sixteen hundred. I think yeah, when it came to like Thursday. Yeah, and then of course we heard the news, the national news, uh, and then that got kiboshed. Um, so on to Crawley we go. Um, I, I guess from a Tranmere perspective, though, when 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 can that be fit in? Has anybody looked at the calendar? <laughs> I end certainly haven't. Month, I think I think end of September is the like likely one. I'm quite happy because I can go. I'll, I should hopefully be able to go now. I could I couldn't go on the Friday, so. Hopefully, but yeah, it's it's going to have to be. It's, it's pretty tight as it is, but it is with all football, isn't it? At the moment, mm. yeah, I, I know there's speculation. If teams had to cancel Champions League games, they might have to just forfeit because there's just the Champions League's already been. Because it shouldn't be on this week because it was on last week, but they've got the games to squeeze in. Yeah, so what's that? If what what is that something you've actually heard that they're gonna to have to forfeit if they can't squeeze them in? What's that's the what that's what I read in the days immediately following where no one seemed to have a clue what was happening with the sport and stuff. One of the suggestions was right. the Champions League games, there was no slot to replay them. Because I think the I think the standard is if, if a game is postponed in the Champions League, it's got to be played within twenty four hours. And in the past they've managed to do it within on the rare occasions it's happened, it's been played within twenty four hours. But right, because it's so because it's it's normally over. I think twelve weeks, and they're playing it over like eight weeks this yeah, season because of the World Cup break. Yeah. yeah, so the condensed is the word I was looking for. Yeah, That's I was thinking right. condensed, and I started thinking of milk. An underrated in my childhood, Nick. An underrated yeah. dessert, that yeah. An underrated drink. Yeah, so, you know, if, if you want that milky taste, then you can't go wrong with a can of condensed milk. Just don't forget your tin opener. Because they don't tend to come with the little ring pulls on. Oh no! no. Advice there. Award nominated advice. <laughs> Does it have to be Carnation, or will any brand do? Other brands have it. Carnation. Is that what you're drinking now? <laughs> now nah, I'm on my works travel mug. To be honest, there. <laughs> uh, so that's yeah. Onto the fixtures then. Yeah. So we're we're, we're looking. Probably 27th of September, I think. So we play Northampton on the Saturday at 2. And then the next game is the following Saturday home to Warsaw. So Tuesday, 27th of September would be my guess. That's that's our next available Tuesday. Good knowledge. And you're hoping to get a ticket for that, are you? Because you haven't got one yet. Yeah. No, no, I'll, I'll manage. I'll manage. Well, if it's going to be a Tuesday night, there's going to be lots of people who... Went to the original one and maybe can't because of the yeah, school and work yeah. and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I might combine it with a night in Liverpool. I think. So this is this is um, this is something of interest, isn't it? Because have you noticed with the away matches, there was a you know before the season started, it was all oh we're going to be going to be clamouring for, for away tickets and things, you know, because of the five thousand five hundred season tickets we've got and and the the, the seemingly small away ends that we're going to face in League Two. Um. It's just been dead easy to get a ticket, and it, it's just like I got mine hours after the Tranmere one went on sale, and I just I just breezed through and got them. I found it was last season as well. Like, even though games did sell out fairly quickly, there's always people who've got too many. It's yeah, just about yeah. knowing the right people, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Towards the end, towards closer to the match, there's loads of spares always going as well, isn't they? Doing the rounds yeah. on Twitter. 
Um, Dave, Mark, are you both uh, season ticket holders? Yeah. 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 You haven't had any trouble. I just get yeah. on at 10 o'clock every time and then not, not everyone's going to be on, are they? So, but even in the, even in the away ends that we've had this year that have been relatively small numbers, we've not come close, well, other than Tranmere, not come close to, to selling any of them out. It's been a couple of long journeys, yeah. but just think. Let's, let's yeah, be honest, it... we haven't really got 5,000 and odd season ticket holders. We've got about 4,000 and a load of people who signed up other people so they could have a spare seat next to them and things like that. Um, yeah. There's there's quite a few uh, non-used seats on a match day that uh, are season ticket seats, I can, uh, I'd guess. So, and the, uh, uh, the, the Red Shite down the road have won a couple of games now as well. So This is true, yeah. So that they'll, have, they'll have gone off. The, the Glazers are all right for the next six months. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they'll be they'll be dining off that for a bit, won't they? And, and to be fair, the ticketing system with this window to let you in just seems to be a little bit better. I'm not; it's obviously not really been tested. We've not had a a Wrexham or a Chesterfield equivalent yet, but uh, Doncaster coped with that and Tranmere. But like Dave says, you know, at the moment you get on at ten. I usually get on about eleven when I have my break, and yeah, no problem getting tickets. Usually get a message out in the family chat, make sure they actually want a ticket, and then uh, you know all sorts. It's very boring this season, um, but also well, you got to bear in mind this might be something to do with the fact that our current away form is fucking dreadful. So, uh... <laughs> there is that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, you stole me question there about the ticketing system. So we'll move on from that. Um... Sorry. Let's move. Let's let's try. Let's, oh, let's should move. we move from ticketing onto stewarding? Well, well, we're kind of on that area. Yeah, if you we, want we've to. not we've, we've not a chance to mention it, have we? But it does appear that the stewarding company is going to be changed, changed from the one that was only founded a few months ago and is apparently ready for war. Hashtag war. To, <laughs> yeah, ready for yeah. ready for hashtag war. Uh, Stop County, the friendly football club. Ready for war. Ah! Um, if only the players were ready for war, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, so it, it does seem as though they've because there are a lot of complaints. There's been complaints for a long time. Another co-op brought it up with the club in their, I think it must have been their last meeting or the one previous to that, just before the season started. Uh, but yeah, it does it does appear from there's a, a local company in Stockport who are advertising for staff for something in the Stockport area. So the assumption is that we've moved across to them because that, that's the areas of concern. Well, aside from whatever's happening on the pitch, but aside from the really important stuff that's happening on the pitch, it's the stewarding ticketing and the club shop. I think what most people would agree are the three areas that are letting us down. So yes. th- that's certainly a step towards getting one of them sorted. Hopefully. Yes. Uh, Nick Hughes actually tweeted today that his away shirt is now available for delivery. So has the container been found? I, I don't know. It's it soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, couple of, a couple of turtles and an octopus clinging onto it. Three octopus with every away shirt. Have they just recast the colours of the Swindon kit that somebody showed today? Which Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so, a unique have, kit. have we been disingenuous when we've said bespoke there? Or does the bespoke nature of our kit refer solely to the colour? Mm. I think the colour's slightly different. Shade of blue that only we've got. 
And is the collar different as well? I put it in. I put it in a group chat before, and um, I got Tos look at the collar. So yeah, oh. it's, 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 Russ, ours is round. Is ours a V or round? And the other one, theirs is is the other way. I mean, I'm not having it that if that's the only difference, then they've done us dirty. But <laughs> I, I like um, it. I like the green one. I didn't think I could like it anymore. But in green, that's a lovely shirt. That big fan. Oh, the Swindon one. Yeah. 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 It's nice. Good, really good design. I mean, I've, I've liked it. The more I see it on us, the more I like it. But yeah, just seeing it in a different color and that much. Like, yeah, that's smart. That. Mm. Um, Richard Hinks or Rick Hinks has, has messaged in. We are working on it. I can only assume Rick is talking about the steward in there. Yeah. Um, because he's not the... clearing the octopus off the, uh, <laughs> the, oct- <laughs> the octopi <laughs> off, the, off the chain strip. Um, Obviously, Richard is the maintenance manager at the club. Yeah, yeah stadium and maintenance. Stadium manager, yeah. something like that, isn't he? He has a big bunch of keys whenever you see him. <laughs> Massive bunch of keys. See, that's why I can't do that job. I'd lose him. I'd be, I'd be having to phone a locksmith. You'd weigh you down, Nick. You wouldn't be able to move. A man <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. couldn't drag those keys around. It saved me floating <laughs> off on like a breezy day, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about... <laughs> so move, should we move on to the crawling match then is there anything else you want to say about the other stuff no no since we're talking swings and roundabouts we should move on to the uh, fairground horror show that was last night's performance shouldn't we See, yes. that is an award nominated link right there <laughs> yeah so let's move on to last night um where do we start? Let's start with. Um, should we start with the defending? <laughs> what what defending? defending? Please. <laughs> Silence says it all, doesn't it? That, yeah. We, we look absolutely think... shit scared. Yeah, the stats tell us that we dominated the game, and yeah, we had the better chances in the game. But if you're going off the possession, we pass the ball between the back four, then back to the keeper, and then sideways and backwards until. On one occasion, we passed ourselves right into the shit. Um, the first goal probably could have done better, but th- those goals go in all the time. But then the second one and the third one, I just think Brown, he's been great for us since he's come in. I think he's been really good, but last night it was well off it. Don't know why. But that third goal, he could have got straight out to him. And I yeah. think Wright, he's allowed a mistake. He's a young lad. He got put under pressure by the pass from Lewis, didn't he? Uh, sorry, from Jaros from Lewis. Yeah. yeah. But they're defending yet. Yeah. That's that's something that's letting us down massively. Have you seen uh, Challenger's post match, anybody? Because he yeah. talks quite at length about it. And uh, having watched it back, he's absolutely, you know, it, it is right. Yaros shouldn't go short. Lewis shouldn't give it him back. There's clearly an option to go bigger, longer, high and wide, etc. And none of them take it. And Akil Wright ends up probably the fall guy rather than actually the one who's made. Uh, the initial mistake, he just makes the last mistake of probably four. Um, so, but I, 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 you know, I'm an advocate of playing from the back. A lot of people aren't. And I know only hear all sorts of people saying, just get it out, smash it up the pitch and so on. You lose a lot of the ball just lumping it forward. We used to see it a lot under previous tenants of the manager's uh, room. And uh, they, uh, yeah, but, you keep the ball a lot, you build a lot of attacks, occasionally it goes wrong. It's just 
that wasn't a good time for it to go wrong last night. Yeah. The, time, the timing yeah. of the goals last night that we conceded was just the worst thing of all, in a way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, there was, I've seen, a few, I've seen a few people criticising the playing out of the back thing. Like, like it's, it's. People seem to think it's another one of these things that's crept in from the Premier League. When it's not, last season we played out from the back with magnificent success. So it's not a. So it, it comes down. And in fact, Jordi Hatter was pointing exactly the same thing out. Individual mistakes happen when players are unfamiliar with colleagues in the system. Now, we all knew in the summer we'd rotate a lot. We've got a big squad, a lot of games. But I'd hoped we'd have a, at least a settled defence by now. Yeah. And, and that, that's where it all starts. For, that's where it all starts for me. 100%. If you are playing out from the back, do you do it with the four at the back or do you do it with the three? Because with four, you've just not got enough people to be messing around mm. with at the back. Yeah. Um, last season we played with the three and, and it worked perfectly like you said but you, you, you do it when you've got the right system but also if you've not got the players that can do it or they're not very good at it then just don't do it it goes hand in hand with like, how, how much more settled did the defence look with Crowsdale in front of it and, and then he just can't he, he, he can't seem to get a look in this season and it, it's it's baffling it's, it's really weird like, it, it is totally baffling yeah, it's the one thing if I, if, last season. It's the one thing if I could sit Challenger down and say, you know, I'd speak to him, be like, what's Crowsdale done wrong? I'll accept all the other decisions. Yeah. But how can how can that guy not be starting every game? You'll fit you can fit camps in around him. Collar's not in great form at the moment. Play him instead of collar or something. Yeah. It almost feels like we're trying to fit six midfielders into the team every week because we've got 74 of them, you know, so uh, um, yeah, Crowsdale if you look at look at last night, I think the first goal doesn't happen because he's not trying to take on the, the guy in the centre circle that Camps loses the ball to. The second goal probably doesn't happen because he doesn't play it back like Akil Wright does and the third goal again, it's in the area around the box where you just know he tidies up that he sorts it out and yeah, it's really annoying. It's my one huge gripe with uh, the boss at the moment, if I'm honest. So let's delve into it a bit. I know we, we already are, but let's delve into it a bit more. So Challenger in his post-match interview, just going back to what you said, Mark, I, I watched that today. To be fair to him, he did not shirk and brought it consistently back to um, the players and, you know, they need to stand up for themselves. They need to take responsibility. Uh, uh, Liam was trying to go on to positives and he just kept on bringing it back to them. Wouldn't let him. <laughs> yeah, which I thought that was quite refreshing. Um, not 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 to sound negative all the time from a post-match interview perspective, but not sort of making excuses. Um, and I think he said as well that he, that playing around at the back, he that's not the instruction that he gave them. I think that's, I read that somewhere. Last night, yeah, yeah, I think he said it in the post match actually that that's not necessarily what it because he was saying about they were four on three on the halfway line and he expected yeah. them to, he expected Yaros to go long straight away. And that's maybe I know I think Yaros has been actually outstanding since he came in, but he doesn't seem to look for that longer one until we're last 10 minutes chasing the game. Whereas yeah. Then it's almost like his go-to is the longer one, and then he has to be almost encouraged to go out and wide and play out. Um, I'm not suggesting that there's a change of goalkeeper afoot, like I think Ian Dowden said in the chat there, but I do think that 
that's something that uh, has been a problem that we're, we're a bit predictable on that, maybe. So if we do go along, and I, I, I wrote stuff down last night just to so, so I didn't forget it because I'm getting old. Uh, Wooten, nothing sticking. So is is there a school of thought that yeah, if Yaros does go along, it's just going to come back anyway? Possibly. Um, <laughs> With the right people in front of Wooten as well in, in midfield, if he's heading it back, then it wouldn't be an issue. Simply had too many similar defenders on last night. I think the worrying thing for me, going back to the defence, is we've got a manager and an assistant who are both centre-backs, both quality centre-backs. So surely if anybody can make a good defence, it's centre And he has done for years and years, Sean has. I'm sure it'll come good. But, um, yeah. The midfield looked disjointed. And going back to your point, Mark, about Colin not being in great form, I agree. I, I think that's because he's not got a Crowsdale behind him as well. Because he had the freedom to do what he wanted because he knew that if he loses the ball, the guy behind him is going to do his best or, or most of get agree. it back. Yeah. Who's got the dog, by the way? It's it's my dog being oh, angry. Okay. <laughs> I'll shut him out. There we go. I mean, he, must, he must have watched the highlights of last night then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, really uncomfortable. Um, I, I, I noticed as well, second half, we seem to we seem to be playing out to Hussey a lot on the left hand side, and his first thought was going long every time. And nine times out of ten, well, he probably didn't have that many times, but you know, you know what I mean. It just came back straight away. He was going long down the left. It just came back, and it continually came back. Um, so going from a really good performance against Wimbledon, I thought, okay, free kick aside, and we'll talk about the free kick, but. Um, I thought he was, I wouldn't say poor, but it just stuck out to me that, that he kept on coming back from the left-hand side. Yeah, I, there was no one there to pass it to. I think no. Last night, it just if you could sum up a season, well, the short season we've had so far in, in one performance, it was last night. I mean, the, our first goal was absolutely quality. Football that we played, Crankshaw, great finish. And it, it does pay me to say that from what I've said to him in the past. In the past. <laughs> But we'll come on to that later. But I think the football that we played was quality. But then we also had the, the awful defending, lack of midfield. I just think everything that we've seen this season in different games all came together in one game. Badly. Yeah. yeah. Just looked really disjointed last night. You know, um, like a few have mentioned, uh, they're just sort of, they don't seem to have confidence in each other. Um don't seem to know what to expect. Like Dave's just said about maybe Collar's form is to do with the fact that he's not trusting what's behind him. So he's not going on members' rampaging runs. We don't seem to be getting crosses in apart from the first half against Wimbledon. And when we signed Wooten, the main thing was, oh, he'll score plenty with us. We put loads of crosses in. We did for one half. Um, um, I, I go back to someone said earlier. I'm not sure about James Brown, if I'm honest. Unpopular opinion. I thought he cost us a point at Doncaster with a ridiculous decision to try and force it with five minutes or two minutes left or whatever. Um, I think sometimes he seems a little bit naive. But I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I don't think uh, I don't think he's this superstar so far that a lot have been trying to make out. As I say, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but maybe that's what some of this is about, isn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I thought he was. I can see that he's a really, really good player. He's definitely an upgrade on on what we've got in those positions. 
Um, I think he's probably just not been, I don't know, I'm not going to say not had the chance, but probably not played in a team that's that's doing well. Maybe he needs that to to get yeah. the best out of him. I don't I don't know. I definitely think he's he's, he's he is a really really good player. Um, there's loads of comments coming in, by the way. We can see them coming in, um, all pretty good. Um, we'll try and make it as positive as we can <laughs> this, <laughs> this episode. Um, but just, just, thanks for talking about positivity, because you know I like to be positive, don't you, Nick? Um, 60% possession. I mean, look at the stats. Annoyingly so. Yeah, 60% possession, which is good. And, and, and okay, result. it's a results business. Yeah, we lost 3-2, blah-de-blah-de-blah. But 60% uh, possession... 14 attempts to their five, seven on target. They had four shots on goal, three three went in. Um, all the stats point to we were the better team and it's just these individual mistakes that seem to be costing us. So is that easily corrected? Well, even looking at our shots, how many of them were clear-cut chances? Uh, you know, How many moments can you look at from last night's game and think, oh yeah, we should have scored there? There's, been, mm. there's nothing clear, and it's the same every week. There's, we'll have one one clear cut chance for a goal. I, I mean, in the case of some of the goals we score, we won't. It won't even be a half chance. You know, Sarsovic springs to mind against Mansfield, just having to pull someone out of the blue. Jennings scoring against Harrogate in the first round of the cup—that's a penalty. It just mm. seems we're having to get something to pull us out of the shit every week. We're not looking. Ironically, the the move for Crankshaw's goal last night was the best football I think we've played all season. Uh, that, that that little move there, uh, Wooten kind of held it on well, moved it on to Sarsovic, and then Crankshaw was in. Someone getting in behind yeah. the defence, finally, which is something we've just not seen. There's, there's just no pace. Like, Salvam Hales doesn't look as quick, whether that's down to injury or playing at a higher level or a combination of both. But I just don't see... Like, when Wooten does... We're talking about it not sticking with Wooten, but when he when he does hold it, there's no one running in behind. It's the same problem we mentioned that Sarsovic is having. He's so far ahead of it. He's looking for the ball in behind, and there's no one. And it's it's not like we've got that pace in the squad either. It's a matter of getting along till January with the squad like that. I, I think, think Crankshaw. I mean, oh, sorry, I, I think yeah, we, we seem to be trying to retrain Crankshaw to be a striker and stuff like that. But you you kind of hope with the money that was spent in the summer on. The defense, the defense in particular, I think is very odd because we've signed Lewis, who is at his best either at the centre of a back three or the right of on a back four, like the right side of centre back. That's the same as Palmer, except he, I won't have Palmer on the right of a back three. So Palmer is another option for the centre. Same with Horse, Horsefall is either centre of a three or left centre back in a four. So they don't seem to complement each other. They, do, you, the, do you not feel I, I we, we've think... done a, a kind of a League Two version of what we did at the beginning of, well, the close yes. season last year, where we exactly just that, yeah. dick-swinging signing. Sourceful, we can have him. Yeah, let's have him. I've no yeah. idea where we're going to play him, but we'll have him. It was the Ben Barkley. It's the, you know... Um, That's exactly how it Will feels Fish. to me. And, and I think we've even stumbled Zeki upon the answer. maybe, but a bit better. I, yeah. that, that was my that was my first thought when we signed Hussey as well. He's a very Zeki Fryer signing, but he's already been better in like yeah. two games yeah. than Zeki Fryer's ever was. Yeah. But um, no, it just it just seems we kind of stumbled upon part of the answer in that we've brought Brown in on loan. I'm assuming as competition for Southam Hales, but he slots in quite nicely on the right of a three because he can carry the ball and bring it forward. I just don't see that in any of our 
any of our other defenders. And the fact we've got, we've got to get along till January like that just puts me on edge a little bit. Okay, because let, that, let's that, throw some that's where we've agreed most of our problems are. Let's throw something out there. Loads of people commenting on it around this and on which of last season's players would be getting game time if they were still at the club. I think Jordan King would have been getting game time at right centre-back. But that's the only one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Well, going along with that, we've got the Whitfield departure. I don't think he's getting game time. Well, no, that's the thing. It's all I'm going to say. He didn't fit into our system. But that works as an argument when our system is working. But it's, it's clear... Especially when we've just talked about like pace getting in behind and stuff, yeah. but but I I, I, do, I do agree when 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 he left, you know I didn't shed many tears when he left, thinking oh god he'd be getting so much game time. But to have that that other option, if you had Crankshaw and Whitfield out wide, actually stretching teams a bit more, mm. it'd be. Yeah. And Ben Whitfield has stayed annoyingly uninjured as well. I think we were all kind of waiting for that big injury for him in the first month of the season. Just like, yes, yeah, see, that's why we got rid of him. It's just not <laughs> yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think Hippolyte should be playing a lot more. Mm. Um, I yeah, uh, and, and that would be the role that Whitfield probably would have been playing. Um, you know, wider players in a a four two three one, if you want to go that way. Yeah. Um, Crankshaw, Whitfield, Crankshaw, Hippolyte, as it would be, newbie maybe coming into that. Um, that's the only way I would have seen Whitfield eventually getting game time. He wasn't going to play as the the main striker. He wasn't going to probably play as a wing back. So, um, but Keane, yeah, I think he would have played. I think after the you know the first couple of games when it all went pear shaped, I think he would have played quite a lot of minutes. I yeah, don't think Minion would have got a kick yet. No, but maybe Brown no. wouldn't have come in. I don't know. Um, so an interesting I think, tweet I think... before said, um, Where's my phone here? Issue is, we were told last season our squad was not just fit for League Two but League One. So, are there eight new signings in last night's starting 11? Yes, that, so was, we, that was that was my next point actually. Yeah, yeah, because um, I know it was something that got said a lot last season by opposing managers was, was the we're top end League Two bare minimum. I think the Rotherham manager said it. Boreham Wood, a fair few other teams that we absolutely demolished last season, have just said, "Yeah, that's a that's a League Two slash League One team right there." So yeah, for us to just change, it it feels like we again. It feels like we've gone gone back twelve months to this thing that, oh, new new things are better. New, new things have to be better. So so we just chuck all the new stuff at things and just hope. And it it doesn't always work out that way as we saw last year and as we're seeing now it's just I'll be honest Nick, my, my fridge is on its arse and I'm getting a new one on Friday so I'm really hoping that's better yeah, but yeah. yeah you'd hope so wouldn't you yeah for the yeah, money they cost I mean, these days yeah. yeah you know but yeah take the footballing point yeah you can't you can't just put you can't put your can bury your cans in the woods in a carrier bag like I do keep them cool <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I want a can I have to go out into the woods and and dig I think I think that's part of the issue, though, isn't it? They, it was Ch- it was Challoner and Madden, wasn't it, who said, we, we, you know, we, we want to go for promotion from League Two, so that sets a precedence and an expectation with the fan base, doesn't it? And now we're go- we're suddenly realizing we have to recalibrate our expectations, don't we? <laughs> but the club's got to come out and do that, surely. Or Challoner has to say that. Look, you know, I know we're only eight games into a forty-six game season, but it's already looking like. 
I'd be quite happy with mid-table, to be honest, at this moment in time. Just don't want jeopardy going into the final month of the season either mm. way. I can't, my heart can't take that again. Not when we got Hartlepool last day of the season. No, thank you. Oh, yeah. No. And, and, the, and they do it, is it, is it our place in it as well? So they'll all be in fancy dress. They'll be dressed up as Chaloner. Yeah. So they'll all be dressed up as that manager that got sacked by us at the end of October. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be really, half of them have actually bought the costumes already, haven't they? I've seen. When the fixtures got announced, I saw someone on the Hartlepool message board say, oh, I've, I've just ordered my Judas costume. So, but that's the type of costume that you need to have a thing on saying who it is, don't you? I bet when he ordered the snide costume from China on Amazon, I bet it's like, I bet it just says like miscellaneous biblical shepherd or something on it. It won't, it won't be like specifically Judas. So that's gonna be that's gonna be really awkward. Just just some, some guy in like Jesus clothes, like walking. Yeah. Jesus clothes, I think, is the uh, official technical term. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what the historians call it. Yeah, yeah, award nominated. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's gonna be fun on the last day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're averaging less than a point a game at the moment, so that means we finish with about forty-four points, which is which is worry, a worrying point just, total, just, ab- just above jeopardy, I think, isn't it? It's. Uh, yeah. Well, knowing our luck, we'll finish on forty-four, and everyone who'd normally finish on lower will just. This will be the season, the first season where someone goes down with forty-four points. Yeah, I can just gather it's the most county thing ever. <laughs> you can see it, can't you? Because Barrow and Stevenage were meant to be circling the drain, weren't they? And they've they've just taken off. They've got like nearly half of their survival points already, pretty much, haven't they? Yeah. Imagine yeah. how happy that Stevenage fan you had on is. He was happy before a ball had been kicked. Well, I bet he's I absolutely know. buzzing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, a little bit of. Uh, Delighted him. He's just delighted to still have a club, wasn't he? Just, uh, <laughs> we, we've been there, and now we're dreaming of bigger things. We've got lofty ambitions now. Um, just going back to last night, did anyone else have stream trouble last night? Did anyone else's stream go early in the first I, half? But other than that, no. And I, saw, I saw quite a few people saying the saying the same things. But I'm guessing with it being Crawley, they don't actually have the wires that you need to broadcast it because like. They have like crypto goth money, don't they? So I bet, <laughs> I bet, I bet John Kieran and William Mitchison have got there. And it's been like, right, it's, it's a, I've sent you a link on WhatsApp to a picture of some wires. Just, <laughs> just, just set, set your stuff up. Crack on. The, the camera was uh, was uh, a bit questionable at times, wasn't it? The movement of it. Uh, particularly when they were trying to show the replay on the scoreboard whilst oh, the, yeah, yeah, the replay. Yeah. That, that, that wasn't great, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Was it was all a bit maidenhead that one thing? Yeah, that, that sort of levels. Um, so it's very it's still early days, isn't it? Like I said, eight yeah. matches into a forty-six game season. Um, question for everybody: um, Is it time to panic? Not at all. No, I'll panic. I'm not even close. Ask me that at ten to five on Saturday. I think a defeat at home on Saturday and it could could start to turn a bit. I think. They'll fancy it on Saturday, won't they? They get an early goal, you're right, the ground will turn. But the question is, do I think Challenger should go? Absolutely not. Do I think he might go? Maybe, because we know that the board won't won't pull with yeah. it. There's no there's no sentiment with man there's no sentiment with Jim Gannon. There was no sentiment with Simon Russ, quite rightly. In fact there was too much in fact there was sentiment with Simon <laughs> Russ because he, he clung on far too long after that Halifax game. Um but yeah, yeah. If 
and John Kieran's alluded to it. It might have been on here actually, or elsewhere. But he said he said that we might be in a position where we need different managers for different levels. Challenger might have been the one for the national league, and it might be someone different to get us out of League Two, which is an approach that is working mighty well for Salford down the road. So I, I see no reason for. But I, I'm a, I'm a romantic, as you know, Russ. I've, when yeah. I crawl into bed next to you every night, I, I whisper to you and say, "I'm a romantic, Russ. I'm a romantic." And I, I, I like the idea of a manager like taking us up. The Maybe it's the football manager player in me. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I just yeah. like the idea of a manager staying with us and but and building. Yeah, but that's so that's that's that fantasy reason, world, really isn't it? It's a football it manager's is. fantasy, it is, Russ. and in the real and in the real world, it doesn't really work like that. No, thanks, thanks, Russ. Thanks for bringing me that down to earth with that. <laughs> as romantic as that is. Um, I mean, so, yeah, genuinely, so... who are these people who want him gone? Who are they actually seriously looking at? Yeah, I've not seen unless, anyone unless, who genuinely does. Unless Mark Scott's got Thomas Tuchel on a speed dial or something. And, and, and frankly, I wouldn't think he'd do a job with the Howard defence either. But um... Well, it, within six months, Tuchel would be arrested for murder anyway, because I'm not having... That he's not a serial killer. He look. He looks like he's got a human centipede, like locked up in his house. Tuchel does. I just. I just look at him and I'm just like when, when he had that thing with Conte the other week when they're having a little tussle at the end of the match. Oh, a, a Tuchel tussle. So they're having a, a award-nominated wordplay there. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so when they're having a little tussle, I was like, I was wincing. I was like, bloody hell, he's going to kill you, Conte. He's going to absolutely kill you, mate. He's going to be wearing your skin. It's, it's a terrifying. I don't want him seeing getting another job in England. It would not would not surprise me if he's killed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, but Mark, I don't know. I don't know who who it is. But I've seen some. I've seen some. Unless they're just fishing on Twitter, I've no idea. But there are the odd. There is the odd person there who's are. starting to question uh, the manager's position now. Oh, is what? If it was, if it was, if this was Gannon in charge now, where everyone would say, "Oh, we always get better after Christmas with Gannon," and it, by, by the way, that was true. But just some t- county, it's a county thing. We just start slow, always have, and it makes it more fun at the end of the season if if we do well. But no panic yet. No, and I think you've got to see what happens in January as well. They clearly wanted to get a striker in. That that you know is well documented. Uh, without naming names that there were certain people who were meant to come in on deadline day and didn't and that's why nobody came in because it just didn't happen in the end um the young lad by the way they brought in from ireland apparently got id'd trying to get his lunch at uh at woodley yesterday i was told so that's good no. they, they didn't recognize <laughs> the new signing when he was queuing up for yeah. his dinner yesterday yeah and, uh, yeah yeah. Oh, that's nice. oh, well, he can come to Ross. Invite him to the county arms, and we'll, we'll cook him up something. We'll, we'll have a, we'll have a cookout like they do in the states. Russ. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have a cookout and do some. What what do they call pre drink? I mean, you're not a fan of pre drinks as a phrase, but the Americans call it something else. Pre gaming. Yeah. That's what they call it. Pre gaming, is it? Yeah. Hey, you're coming down. We're gonna have a tailgate down at Chad Hogan's house, man. <laughs> Chad Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's the word pre that I don't. It's the over, overuse yeah. of the word pre that I don't like. Yeah, talk about for pre drinks. So what pre drinks? Like, well, it's it's drinks before we have the drinks. So more drinks then. So yeah, talk just drinks then. More drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and people use it wrong as well. We're having we're doing something pre-cinema. Well, what you're just doing something before you go to the cinema. It's not... oh, I thought you meant like before the invention of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> like going all the way back to like the 1800s and. Well, Lumiere is setting up his camera and they're like, no, you don't do it like that, mate. You don't do it like that. <laughs> Get a filter on. Get that nice orange filter that they have in Breaking Bad to, de- to denote, like, the desert and stuff. Have you noticed that? I've not, yeah, I, I, did, I did notice they yeah. overused that a bit, yeah. 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 And then there's that show that's set in Germany that has, like, a blue filter. And yeah, then yeah. when the last series of Better Call Saul went to Germany, they had a blue filter as well. It's like, what filter would they use for, like, coming to Stockport? Uh, probably a grey one. I think they, I think they just hold up like uh, the case of a sausage roll in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> just like through the pastry. That's what I'd do. Oh. Um, where were we with Crawley, by the way? I, I forgot where we got to. Did we mention the free kick, by the way? No. I mean, the, the no, goals that just, we scored uh, were all right. Like you say, yeah, Crankshaw's best, best bit of footy, best, best passage of footy probably this season. And then the free kick was a was a postage stamp one, wasn't it? So, you know, yeah. pretty good. Very Michael Rose. Yes, as was mentioned. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. And Ryan Rydell can do that as well. Though he's, not, he's not had much opportunity this season, but Ryan Rydell's got that in his locker as well. He has. He absolutely has, yeah. Um, well, if you still... We if you three, are three players last night who played for us last season start the game? Yeah. yeah. That's a worry. That yeah. says that, you know... Well, like you that, say, new things are they better? Well, that just brings us back to what we were saying before. Is like you say, new new things are they better? Basically, for, for, from what I can see, that that national league winning team's been dismantled, hasn't it? And it was, and it was working well. So I can't, yeah. I can't put my finger on why there's so many changes. Um, unless it, unless it is the football manager <laughs> thing. When you go up, you just sign a load of new players, put them in, and they start working. Generally, I mean, we have always got to think about course. your dynamics. Yeah, but you're playing the kiddie version, aren't you? You're yeah. not playing the you're playing the full fat. I am. I'm, I'm oh, a full played... fat me. Oh, yeah, I'm about, about four, just about fifteen seasons in it. Well, I, I saved up for a laptop, if that's what you mean by uh, growing up. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, sa- I saved all my pennies up and put them in my little piggy bank. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm four, fourteen years in on full fat FM twenty two, mate. So don't don't you come talking to me about well, do do come talking to me about football manager. So I play it. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, you were saying. Uh, no, just uh, I say it's like worry, isn't it, that only three players survived, and there was obviously a few on the bench, but didn't really get on um, until game was well done and so on. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I've made it quite clear really. I'd want to see Crowsdale back in. I want to see him first name on the team sheets because I think he anchors everything. I don't know about the four versus three at the back. Um, if you go four, you don't necessarily need to find this left-sided one. Uh, yeah, I've just seen that. Barrow were dog shit last season though, so they needed yeah. a new team. We didn't necessarily need to... Uh, create a new team, did we? Yeah, uh, just for those on the audio, Ryan Moore has messaged in saying it doesn't matter about dismantling an old team because Barrow's team had nine deputants against us and they've made 15 signings. Um, but yeah, like you say, they were dog poo last season, weren't they? So, yeah. So yeah, it's, de- 
Charlie's definitely got a puzzle to solve, hasn't he? And if you and, I, and I've you know I'll stand by what I tweeted the other night. Well, last night he's got to do it pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Has he? Is well, is this us becoming a little bit entitled? Is this us becoming a bit kind of we need I've to be thinking. top half and challenging? Would should we no. not really just say, well, <laughs> eleven years in non-league, perhaps we should just be happy if we're not in jeopardy? I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah, devil's advocate, guys. But you know. I, would, I would, I would, I'm the, I'm the least entitled. Well, I'm, I'm not, in, I'm not an entitled county fan, but. On the trajectory that we've got at the moment, we're going to be in jeopardy at the end of the season, aren't we? If we don't yeah. do something, if we'd have been mid, if we'd have been mid-table by now and p- maybe picked up one or two more points, even at this stage, or maybe a couple of wins, I'd be cock a hoop because you know it's it seems to be going okay. It's the problems that I can see in the defence that are worrying me, and like I say, with the with the points per game that we're picking up at the moment. We are going to be in trouble at the end of the season. What do we do? Do we just tootle along now until January and hope that we solve it then? Is that is that is that what we do, or do we change? Does he does Chelina? Yeah, he, he has to do something with the players that he's got, doesn't he? And change something has to change. But how many changes do you suddenly go six changes at weekend? Um, I, I, I can't see how you can because I can't see unless that suddenly magically works. First half, I don't see that fixes the problem. Making some no. change, so he's got to almost go. Well, let's try. Like I said, Crowsdale instead of Akil Wright. Does that work? Yeah, it's yeah. got to be. It's got to be tweaks more than changes. I think because the stats from last night say that we were the. Well, if you look at the stats, we were by far the better team. Okay, they scored three. We scored two. That's how it works. But um, I don't think. I, I just don't think there's much tweaking to do. But he's got to do it quick because if we because if we continue to not pick up points or get beat, um, then the pressure's going to mount. It's going to get harder to solve the problems, and he'll he might be out of a job at some point in the future. I know that we've played terribly throughout any, any games in this no, season. I don't. You know, no, I, don't. I, I tweeted last night. I think every single goal we've conceded has been of our own doing. Probably one or two that are not, but. You know, if you cut out these stupid individual errors and that's all it is, it's costing us, then yeah. we'll be looking at a completely different table on a diff- completely different form. Um, but I, if anyone can turn it around, he can. I think yeah. when he came in last season, he had a much harder job to do turning that around than, he, than he's got now. So I think it's important as a fan base that when we're in the grounds and stuff, just don't start jumping on the back. Don't start singing Jimmy Gannon's Blue White Army again. No, yeah, absolutely Yeah, not. agree. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I think uh, that, you know, we should be positive. We should be looking at the, if we went on a run now and managed to get an away win in between a couple of home wins, well, then all of a sudden the table looks totally different. The form looks different. We just have this obviously annoying habit of we do okay at home. We're obviously home form's not too shabby at all, apart from the Barrow game. Away, Two we're dreadful. game we're on at home. Yeah, away. Which is what you want. Um, going back to last season, I think it's uh, two wins out of 11 and nine defeats, I think I saw the last 11 yeah. uh, away games. It's Chesterfield and Harrogate in the Carabao, the only away wins. Yeah. Yeah. And all the rest are all defeats, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe shore it up away from home a little bit more. Well, that's exactly that, Look at the Stevenage it? game. We're 1-0 up with two minutes to go, lost 2-1. Mansfield were one nil up. Two minutes later, we're two one down. So there's there's a potential extra six Don points Caster, already. Injury time, isn't it? The yeah, winner yeah. For them. And that was a forgivable yeah. one. That wasn't a, a lack oh, of anything. Absolutely. That was a that one of the performances of the season. That second half, the way we we scored and then defended it. 
Um, but that's how fine it is. It every 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 interview he's done, he said about it's a one goal swing, and it's true. That's that's how fine that's how close the margin fine the margins are. Yeah, but, yeah, we'll be yeah. fine. And that and that, and that's why that's why I think it's I think it's tweaks and not not major changes that we need. Um, I don't, and that's why I thought before the Wimbledon game, someone's going to get it at some point because I was thinking, it, you know, it's it, it's kind of working. Um, so yeah. So overall, then no one's panicking, and we should stay positive. We've not had a player sent off for nearly a month now. Either. <laughs> Admittedly, we didn't play for a week, but you know, <laughs> just what we needed. Yeah. But yeah. these on Saturday, they've not won in the last five games or competitions. Scored one goal. If anyone's going to get a tonking, it's them. Or, I, I said the or, same before last night. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. Last night, Crawley hadn't won at home, and we'd not won away. And they got yeah. the better of us, didn't they? So we need to change that song that we sing at away games, though, don't we? Soon, if we don't win away, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just going ironic now. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing that football fans value, it's accuracy, factual accuracy, <laughs> over anything else. <laughs> Apparently, we're not by far the greatest team the world's ever seen either. Which don't tell lies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, um, right. Refereeing, you two both both experienced referees at quite high levels. No, I, I no. <laughs> no. Um, so just give just give us a brief overview then, because you, you you're obviously well qualified to talk about referees and refereeing decisions. What uh, you said? What did you say, Mark? You were East Cheshire. It sounds East like Cheshire North Sunday, Norfolk. East Cheshire Sunday <laughs> League, I think. Yeah, wasn't it, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, when we used to go for a curry once a year, and uh, they got paid for and got pissed. That was that was the yeah. highlight of referee in them days. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. So East Cheshire is quite a nice league. Lots of lads who were from Cheshire who were quite nice. You know, it's not like not like doing Manchester. No, half of them in Stockport. No. Yeah, half of them Stockport and those areas. Um, I, uh, I I enjoyed booking former county player Ben Thornley once in the East Cheshire League after eight seconds. He gave wow. me a torrent of abuse for a free kick and kind of without saying it, gave it a bit of a do you know who I am kind of thing. And that was an instant yellow as Dave will yeah, gladly back me up on, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, but then to be fair, bought me a pint to say, you know, thanks for that. You actually taught me what a knob had been. So there we go, you know. Nice. I'll take that. Yeah. Nice. Who's the most famous this. player you've booked, Dave? Um no one that you'd know. <laughs> I don't think no, no one. Although Rob Clare started refereeing and he tried he to fast track him up through the leagues. He, he jacked it in, but he could he told he told some good stories about county. Not none yeah. that I could repeat on here. Well they can see it's me telling them anyway. <laughs> yeah, well we've had him on and he did tell us some stories, didn't he? That's true, yeah. He stopped short of the ones that was that were juicy, probably. As as lots loads of our guests do. They, just, they tell us all this off air, don't they, Nick? Yeah, and we have to keep it all, all up there. Yeah, for for blackmail purposes, <laughs> we might we might release uh, TSBW after dark at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Behind well, people the seem to think that when you go from national league to the football league too, that the refs are going to go from really shit to absolutely amazing. And it's like, well, do the teams go from really shit to absolutely amazing? No, they don't. So, and half of the refs actually, well, some of them got promoted with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're going to get good and bad refs at any level that you are. Yeah. 
What's your? I know you said it earlier. Both of you, you sort of said the refs recently or generally have been up, been decent in this division. Um, I mean, refs get a lot of stick, especially last season, and then they continue to do in the national league. Are you? Do, do you? Do you go along with that? I know. I, obviously, you know how hard it is, but do you? Do you go along with that? The refs are all bobbins, top to bottom, and it needs to be maybe professionalised as a as a as a as a as a as an industry. There's just not enough of them. Everyone gets put off when they put. Everyone gets put off when they're young because they get a load of shit, and only the real dedicated ones carry on. It's like, what do you expect? I mean, I say that like I've never shouted at a referee at Edgeley Park, and, and I absolutely <laughs> yeah, you, you get that. Right? It's about a month after you do your refs badge, you have a month of peace where you don't shout at referees at any level, and then you realise that that's going to be a sad and lonely existence for the rest of your life, <laughs> and join back in again. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I think shouting at a ref at a professional level, or that well, at the games at a professional level, that's part of the game and it's part of being a football yeah. fan, and they should expect that because that's part of the it's part of the the song and dance, if you like. But but shouting at a sixteen year old ref when your nine year old kids playing, that's a whole level of wrong, isn't it? Yeah, and that's where they yeah. stop, and so they don't yeah. carry on. Um, right. you, see, you see some horrific ones you see some real oh, horrific yeah. stuff um, and uh, and it's to- totally understandable why some refs you know, even adult refs in junior football just go no I don't get out of bed for this in the morning and yeah. Uh, yeah so the first thing with all those kind of levels grassroots levels is if you've got a ref you're already on a winner uh, then let's not worry about the performance because you're yeah, the guy who normally carries the bucket then doesn't have to go and ref as well at the same time because that's how it ends up and then it's carnage. Yeah. I get called a bell in before I get out of bed in the morning now, so I don't need to go out and referee. <laughs> 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 I like it. Right. Shall we uh shall we move on to admin and uh and start to wrap it up? Thank you very much for coming on, Dave and Mark. Uh, just to say to everybody, if you haven't liked the show already, please do hit the like button. We're on 31 at the minute, and we've got like 60 people watching, so I expected that to double. Um, and if you could subscribe as well, that'd be really good. And if you're listening on the audio on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Fanhub, whatever you're listening to, it, please do rate us um, and leave a comment and things like that. That would be really, really good. Uh, admin. We have got Tom Bennett joining us next week, which we're very excited about. Well, I definitely am, because he's my favourite ever player. I'll, I'll just leave leave you for that one. Myself. I'll just get myself a drink and just watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Tom Bennett's coming on next week. And then the week after, I think we've got Daz Sampson in live in the county arms the week after. Um, so that'll be pretty good. Yeah, let's, let's get the uh, the plastic over the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one, Andy Birchnuff, um won the Fan Hub Game Changer Award of the month for August, I think, for his fundraising efforts. For those that don't know Andy, um, I think it's his job to fundraise. <laughs> I think that's what he does for a living because <laughs> he's always doing something fundraising, isn't he? Mm. Um, and Nick, do you want to tell us about an event from the co-op? Yes, the co-op is the the total. We get get very quite close, to, over forty grand now, I think, and that's before the 
money from the Hatter's Half Marathon, which apparently went off without a hitch. Um, all the better for me not being included in it because they didn't have that inevitable death that, <laughs> that, can, that tends about. to cast a shadow over these events for future years. <laughs> but yes, uh, the Sports Cooperative and Help the Heart has recently commissioned award-winning sculptor Hannah Stewart to design a full life-size bronze statue. And she has been invited to Edgeley Park on Thursday, the 29th of September for the imaginatively titled Meet the Sculptor evening, free of charge. Take place in the Hardcastle Suite, which I'm assuming is in the main stand. You'd, you'd guess, wouldn't you? I should probably yeah. find out before I go. Yeah. Um, yeah. There'll be a grand raffle, grand raffle with some fantastic prizes, tickets priced at £5, and Hannah will be providing a presentation on her portfolio. Supporters will have the first chance to see Hannah's sketches of Danny, and there'll be the opportunity for a question and answer session. Who's hosting this evening? I hear you, I hear you yell. It's uh, myself and Steve Bellis. Me from this and Steve Bellis. From not from this, uh, hosting it. So two, two, uh, a big, big county name there, and me, as well. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're going to be doing that. There's going to be some of Danny's, Danny's former players there, and then at the Walsall game the following Saturday, which is the first of October, there'll be a collection before the game as we aim to close in on that fifty grand total. So the fit there's a, the the target is fifty k and what are we up to now forty odd? It's it's it was at I think it was at forty anyway with Mark Stott's donation, right? And and then there's the Hatter's Half Marathon I think is still to be added, right? Taking from that and then yeah, so it's it's getting very close. We're nearly nearly there now. Discount cash and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, all, all that. Yeah, I've been I've been with card reader, um, <laughs> and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all, it's all. Hopefully, by by the end of this season, hopefully we'll be looking at getting a good statue up there. Hopefully, I will. I was going to say, how long will it take her to to sculpt it? But that's probably one of the questions in the Q and A, isn't it? Well, don't steal anybody's. There you go. No, yeah, yeah. Because I'm 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 hoping for for lots of questions. So yeah, if you want to come and ask that, Russ, I'll make sure you get to the front of the queue. Uh, it'd be nice, though, wouldn't it? Because obviously, the fa- if we're calling it the fan park outside, which we think is going to be the Cheedland, Cheedland car park, nice statue there, nice new paving, and a nice little fan park. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty good, that would it? Yeah. Oh, hopefully, they can get the bricks fixed on the memorial walls. A lot of broken bricks. There is. On there. Yeah. So get, get that all tidied up. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. For- I'm very excited for the fan park. Yes. It gets very hot and sweaty underneath the Cheedland concourse. So it'd be nice to venture outside for 15 minutes. 15 minutes of uh, county-mandated outdoor time. It gets nice and sweaty, but in the winter, though, it's nice and cosy, isn't it? I like to go in there an hour before kickoff. Stand with Dave, yeah, with, you know, have a couple of pints. With, with your blanket. <laughs> with my blanket and my flask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. weak lemon drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what? My my mate Matt once turned. I might have told this story on it before, but my, my mate Matt once turned up. At, it was Barrow at home in an FA Trophy replay, and he turned up wearing Ugg boots. Ooh, did he? A grown man turned up to a football match wearing Ugg boots. Yeah, that's worse that's, than that's, turning that's, up in a United shirt. That. Yeah, yeah. I said that. <laughs> at the time. that that's the one and only time I've gone to like the stu- the steward at like the gate to the main stand and be like, "Can I come and sit in there, please?" <laughs> so just be as far away as possible from it. I mean, I like a nice comfy boot as much as the next man, but I wouldn't dream of wearing a pair of Uggs to a football match. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, Dave, what's the worst thing you've worn to a county match? 
Um, Mark, you as well. And then we'll finish. I used off this coat. It was a snide coat. It wasn't. It wasn't called the North Face. It was called the North Ridge. So I could snide <laughs> on North Face. It was like it, I, I wore it for skiing. I thought it was a nice coat at the time. I look back on it now. Like, what the fuck were you wearing there? <laughs> uh, I, can't, I think just ill-fitting shirts as my uh, waist has clearly expanded over the years and so on. And uh, yeah, I'm now reliant on those additional extra tent sizes that Puma have kindly uh, started doing. So, uh, yeah, just ill-fitting shirts, really. And, uh, yeah. Good stuff. Right. Thank you so much for coming on, Dave and Mark. You've been excellent guests. You are more than welcome to come back on at any point in the future. Nick, as always, you've been okay. All I can award winning. You've been award winningly average, Nick. Yeah, well <laughs> yeah, done, yeah, yeah. If there's yeah. an award for averageness, I'd I'd have my rubby little mitts on it. <laughs> Mid-table respectability is is the way forward, clearly, tonight, yes, Nick. It is, so, yeah. It's underrated. Yeah, it would be nice. Get your shit together, County. And get us that mid-table mediocrity. Right. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everybody, for listening and watching. And we'll be back next week with another show. See you later. Bye. Cheers. Bye. the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know Cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain. I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.